Hi all, uh, just a quick note at the start of the episode to say that um, I recorded this on um, Sunday, early Sunday afternoon, um, so we didn't have some of the information that we now have about uh, the, the upcoming season, um, uh, for example details about the second episode and the title of the second episode. Uh, and the, um, you know, there are now more promotional images and there's the clip with Dan and stuff. Didn't have any of that. So um, that's why we sound a bit clueless in some parts of the podcast. But I hope you enjoy anyway. Um, just wanted to to clear that up at the beginning. Okay, uh, now that's out of the way, um, please do enjoy the first installment of Galactic Yo-Yo Acid Reflux. It seems that I'm some kind of a galactic yo-yo. Welcome back to Galactic Yo-Yo, and welcome to Galactic Yo-Yo Acid Reflux. Um, This is a series of seven episodes that I'm making to coincide with the release of Doctor Who Flux. Um, But I figured Doctor Who Flux, if if the... the, the, uh, I figured Doctor Who Flux may give me indigestion, which is why I've... Purely because of the excitement, of course, uh, which is why I've called the series Doctor Who Acid Reflux. Johnny, have you popped a Rennie uh, yet? I've not popped a Rennie yet. I thought I'd do one on Sunday night, just pre-show. Yeah, yeah, okay. Pre-game with a Rennie. Pre-game with a Rennie. Do a preemptive strike with a Rennie, and then you're loving the phrase preemptive strike at the moment. It's one of my favourites. What did you use it to describe yesterday? Uh, this. Oh, yeah, this yeah, yeah. Is what you it was talking about this. Yes. Molly, are you gonna? Introduce I am me in, introduce in my capacity yeah, um, yes. in okay. this show. The listeners have met Johnny before. So this is your co-host for the season, um, if you're all comfortable with that. Uh, Johnny Jonathan Volfish, Johnny to his friends. Uh, you've met him t- three times before. I think Once so, yeah. Once for the um, Spyfall episode, where I got a few of my non-Doctor Who fan friends to sit and watch the episode. Uh, then again, I did the same thing for... Uh, oh no, I did Women Who Fell to Earth first, then Spyfall. And then... Over the course of lockdown, I sort of turned you from a casual fan of Doctor Who into a crazy person, right? Yeah. Um, and now it, it, f- it felt like, oh, I can't have you on the podcast anymore as a as a not fan. Um, so we did a, we did an episode at Christmas, like it, right in the depths of lockdown, didn't we? Yeah, we went for that nice long walk, endless in, walk in around Clissold Park. Yeah, yeah, freezing cold. But now we live together. We do. That's been... Um, Lovely. Yeah. So he I paused. Fig- <laughs> so I figured we have our ups and downs, don't we? Yeah. We do yeah. I think it, like like any good married couple. <laughs> um. So I I thought you know what, I've been, I'll, I'll be I'll level with my listeners. I've been unenthusiastic about making more Galactic Yo Yo. <laughs> um. I was I, I I last made one in May and I was enjoying it. Then, and then I just I haven't had the um, 
get up and go to make more episodes. And it's not just Galactic U, also my, my poems and stuff like that, all my other creative pursuits. I've sort of been kind of setting settling into my new life here with you and I've and everything else has taken a back seat. Mm-hmm. But I thought I'm good I need to give myself a kick up the ass Galactic U wise, so I'll bring Johnny on board to yeah. help me out. You very much in the style of Chibnall, you'll shoehorn a white man in Absolutely. to try and re rejuvenate the thing. <laughs> Because that's what that's what this this series needed. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess first things first. Because um, today we'll just chat about kind of what the, the ho- our hopes for what's to come, mm. our expectations, our dreams. Um, our. <laughs> uh, I had a dream last night. I think. Did you about my boss, Nick? Mm. Can we say his name? I don't think so. No. Oh, redacted. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, what did you think of the trailer? We just rewatched the trailer. I thought you were going to ask me about your no, boss. I'm there. not going to ask you about my um, boss. What did I think? Well, we just rewatched it, so this is probably you know the eighth time I've watched it now. Yeah. Um, and I'm always just astounded by how many exciting visuals are. I don't really ever take them in that well because I'm mm-hmm. always kind of overblown by them. The trailers have been very good across the mm. entire Chris Chibnall era of Doctor Who, I think. I think this is a particularly exciting one. Yeah, because often what he'll do is he'll do shots of people breathing heavily mm. and um, and landscapes, sort of in the vein of the Force Awakens trailer. Yeah, um, and this one, I remember, because was, was it the one for Series 12 where it sort of started with uh, Jodie kind of coming out of a, a dense thicket of cloud? Yes, that yeah, was kind of how that, that one started, was which was got yeah. a really cool image. Yeah, but um, doesn't necessarily give you that much to go on as to what this series is about. Whereas this one, you, from the bat, you're like, oh, there's loads. Like you're seeing the Santaran ship, you're seeing that big shot of the Crimean War. Apparently, that's, you're seeing family comedian John Bishop. Yeah, who's going to be fantastic? That's Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're seeing um, Neil from the Inbetweeners. Yes, you are. I've uh, though you keep on pointing him out to me, and he just looks like some bloke to me. I, I kept well, we've been watching a, rewatching a lot of the in between this lately. Yeah, um, embarrassingly enough, and um, yeah, I mentioned to you, oh yeah, Neil from the in between is in the trailer, and you were like, is he? And we had to like, I had to like keep going rewinding it loads of times. The man, he just com- looks like a completely different human. Just looks like he's, a, he's, a random he's, man. He's grown into himself in a way that that teenager didn't, but. Yeah, it looks fantastic, though. It looks really exciting. Mm-hmm. Every single shot of it is exciting to behold. Yeah, a lot of big scale shots, too. Like mm. those big battle shots, those big space shots. The one that excites me the most is there's a, a little shot of... Uh, it looks like... It can't tell if it's Earth or another planet, and there's sort of like a, a, a something descending over it, like it's almost being engulfed by something for a brief oh, yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that looks foreboding. It looks good. It looks <laughs> yeah, good. it looks great. Um... And all the monsters look great. We've got a new design, Santaran. How do you feel about it? Um, I it's probably one of the few elements let's that go, let's go full inside baseball. What do you think of the new Santaran design? I think it's one of it, it does kind of look like the inside of a baseball. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what? it looks more like the inside of a tennis ball? Yes, actually, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you flip those inside out, mm-hmm. I, I think actually it's one of the only elements. It's a shame that this is what we started on. It kind of looks a bit crap. Do you think this crap? It looks sort of like uh, it's made out of plasticine. It 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 looks like an element from New Who that's always been very campy because that's basically seemingly the only way you can do such a ridiculous monster, right? And it looks like he's taking them very seriously. Well, this is the issue I have with it. I I actually think it looks quite good. 
Mm. But I think I'm worried about it because I'm like, this feels like Chris Chibnall going, let's take the Suntarans seriously again. Yeah, when actually the Suntarans were, were, were never serious. They, they were a joke from their first appearance in like 1973, 1974. I don't think I've ever seen a classic episode with them in, actually. I've, I don't have they much They were always post- a bit daft, yeah. even, in, even in Classic Who. Um, yeah, like this feels like Chibnall kind of trying, trying to reclaim the Suntarans post-Strax. And this I just feels feel very like much like the Dark Knight approach yeah, yeah, to <laughs> the Suntarans. It was and not necessary. I, I, I think the grim, dark Suntaran could be... Could be the funniest iteration of them <laughs> ever <laughs> but for all the wrong reasons yeah, yeah but in a way that's sort of almost yeah, yeah. coming full circle it they look yeah it looks sort of weirdly crumply and plasticine to me the heads like i'm imagining just a- anything and it would kind of deflate yeah they look deflated yeah it looks like an airbag doesn't it mm. yeah uh we also see an oud with a slightly different mask, I think. I think they've gone in for a slightly different look for the Ood. The eyes look different. Yeah, it's. Is it just. It, they looked more sort of. Um, human eyes. Because they, they've been bright red in the past, haven't they? And China. They're only bright red when they're evil. When they're evil. When right. they're infected or when they're possessed by yeah. Satan. Um, no, I think they've just. Probably the masks were degrading, so they've made a new mask, mm. probably. It looked good. It's Yeah, it's quite exciting to have them back. I'd love for them to just be. Small. I don't necessarily want them as main characters. No, I don't, I don't think they will be. Kind of like peripheral, you know. I don't oh, think we're, we're getting an Ood Ood story. Again. Yeah. I also don't want to. I don't want to see. We're getting negativity already, but I don't want to see Chris Chibnall's take on like chattel slavery. Frankly. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think we need to know <laughs> what he, last thing I want to see. his approach to that is. It's it's not going to be nuanced. I'm not <laughs> implying Chris Chibnall's an advocate for slavery. I'm just implying he would not necessarily be the best writer to deal with. That. I think his his opinion on slavery will be it's bad and then he'll somehow fumble the ending yeah. and make it imply it's good by accident. <laughs> <laughs> and it will be horrifying and we won't know what to do with that episode. So in the trailer we also see you were saying the Crimean War, you think. So well I've Did read you read this on Twitter. I've wasn't read it? a little some so, I saw on Twitter someone posted a, a sh- um a comment I think from Chris Chibnall saying okay that this story takes place and goes through via the Crimean War. And there is that big battle scene and that sort of like naturally you go, well, that's probably the Crimean War mm. then. Which means What do we know about the Crimean War? Because I know nothing about I'm it. I'm thinking, I think there is a thing you know about it, but you haven't necessarily associated. I'm really hoping I'm correct about this because if I'm, I'm, I think I am, but there's a tiny bit of doubt. Have you got an A-level in history? No. Neither have I. Uh, I have a GCSE in history. Me too. We um, didn't do the Crimean War though. If I'm correct, which I'm pretty sure I am, okay. that's the Florence Nightingale one. And that's okay. a really great kind of character for Jodie Whittaker's Doctor to me. That's almost quite an obvious one. Because? Uh, strong woman from history. Sure. Okay, fine. That's, yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. Chibnall approaches these things. Sure, yeah. It's like, oh, you know. Yeah. It's it's a simple approach, but it can be effective. It's a good, fun so way to do historicals. she was involved. What's the deal with Florence Nightingale? Uh, just what sets her apart from other medical professionals? Um... Lovely old nurse. Uh, had the big Ooh, lamp. Oh, matron. Had the big lamp. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, oh God, this is this is where that GCSE in history really comes up lacking. She had the big lamp. Should we see what Wikipedia says in about? Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't really give you a meaningful, I think she was just known for being very hardworking, dedicated and helped out loads of soldiers during the Crimean War. Okay, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Is she something to do with the Red Cross? Because she'd help out both sides. Is that something to do with her? I don't know, Honey Pie. I do not know. Is the Red Cross sort of her thing? Do you get to the Red Cross? 
Sorry? Do you give to the uh, the Red Cross? No. no I neither, like... Nor do I. Uh, I like partisan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> war peasant. <laughs> okay. Florence Nightingale, who lived from 12th of May, 1820, to 13th of August. When? Uh, I'm going to say, I bet she died in her 80s in 1903. Incorrect. She died in 1910. She had a good innings Ooh, for 90 a years of old. Her era. Yeah. yeah was an English social reformer, statistician, and the founder of modern nursing. Ah, okay. Nightingale came to prominence while serving as a manager and trainer of nurses during the Crimean War, in which she organised care for wounded soldiers at Constantinople. Mm. She gave nursing a favourable reputation and became an icon of Victorian culture, especially in the persona of... Oh, uh, the lady with the lamp. Oh, the lady, oh, right, okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> making, w- <laughs> making rounds of wounded soldiers at night. Uh, there you go. Okay, that's the deal. Um. Oh, so is it a lot? I don't of know. That is the voice of Florence Nightingale reco- <laughs> recorded in eighteen ninety to wax cylinder. Yeah, for for the listeners, that sounded just as unclear <laughs> to us as well as to you. That Black was cylinder, not the clearest uh, method of recording. No, they should have just done it to WAV. Yeah, they should. Have done They'd have, that'd have been much clearer. Yeah, or yeah, lossless, a lossless format, a lossless like, format, like <laughs> or maybe uploaded it to Tidal, Jay Z's mm. streaming <laughs> giant. Anyway, we might be getting a Florence Nightingale. If we do get a Florence Nightingale, who would you like to see play Florence Nightingale? Who would I like to see play Florence Nightingale? Um, Gary Barlow. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was trying to think of someone funny as yeah. well. I was thinking Danny Glover. Danny Glover. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Dyer? Oh, <laughs> I'd love that. Danny Dyer in drag. Pinter's Muse. Yeah, he was Pinter's Muse. Yeah, it's one of those We're going to get so distracted here. Okay. Um, so... Uh, we might get her. We also see Craig Parkinson in the trailer. Who's Craig Parkinson? He's an actor. Uh, what do I know him from? I don't know actually what you'd know him from. I know him as the presenter of a podcast um, about acting. Oh, it's not that's not narrative. I'll tell you what he's me. in actually that you will have seen. Um, you know Black Mirror Bandersnatch. I haven't watched that either. Oh, you actually. haven't seen no. that? Okay, that's fine. the choose your own one, have you? Yeah, he's yeah. in like a bunch of sitcoms and stuff. I think he's in Line of Duty. I've not watched that. But I've not watched Line of Duty, so I wouldn't know. (laughs) I Um, don't actually watch any television aside from Doctor (laughs) Who. Anyway, so we see see him. Um, You're always watching Sexy Beasts. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. No, (laughs) I've been loving Sexy Beasts. I think it's the the best worst thing ever created. Uh, What else do we see in the trailer? Do we see angels or do we just know we're getting angels? I think there's a shot of an angel, right? I think there's a brief shot. I can't remember, actually. It's it's mainly from that press photo that I've been aware that the Mm. angels are coming. That's the main... Are you excited to see more angel? I think so. I think it's been a long time since we've had a good angel story, and they're they're just they're fantastic. They they are a fantastic villain when done correctly. When done correctly. So I read a really interesting uh, article in the Radio Times that I think someone who you interviewed actually wrote. You know, Alex Morland. Alex Morland. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. wrote a really interesting article about class season about two. class. Yeah, yeah. And apparently that was meant to be set on the planet of the angels. Yeah, because spoiler alert, at the end of season one of class, they revealed that the Weeping Angels are behind everything all along. And I can't remember who the creator, what the creative class's name was. Patrick Ness. That's the one. Uh, he was sort of saying, yeah, they were really interested in looking into like an angel civil war and how 
difficult it would be to compre- comprehend the, the motivations behind it. And just even reading that sentence, it got me excited to that whole thing of like, actually, there's loads of weird and interesting takes you can have on the angels. Like, there's they're so kind of a blank slate. They have a really fun mechanism. And you can do, there's there's it's definitely an enemy that if you are creative with, there's a lot more you could do. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, there's like yeah. things you, yeah, it's like all three ty- all three angel stories do something different with them. Yeah. And I really like that. Like the first one, Blink, is obviously iconic. Then you get the Time of Angels, which is more of a sort of, it's more about their physicality. It's more about the don't blink thing. Mm. And then the third time we see them in Angels Take Manhattan, it's again, they, they sort of go back to the time travel thing. But it's mm. a, they're they're looking at the implications of it in a different way, and it's also yeah, and you sort of approach it from. But their their kind of fundamental brilliance is they're great as like a mystery plot, yeah. Because you can't look at them directly. The whole whenever you have them in a plot, it means it's only ever going to be right at the very end that you really work out what's going on and how the mm-hmm. plan works because uh, you, you they're impossible to interact with, mm-hmm. and almost every interaction you have is you the last in the morning, yeah. <laughs> It's, I'm a slow riser. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, what else do we see in the trailer? The 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 are we they called the, the flux? The flux. The the these kind of oh the, the f- I think people are speculating they're the ravages. The ravages, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They are they actually really excite me as character designers. They look quite frightening. Don't I they? really they remind me a lot of um, any kind of like sci-fi take on or like even artistic take on when something is kind of pulled outside of like reality for a bit and that kind of that horror the kind of like the sublime horror of being yeah, the, removed the, the from the confines designs of our reality really it's, good it's really good um they look genuinely a bit haunting a bit upsetting a bit sort of like exposed somewhere between exposed bone and uh mutated mm. etc mm. i think i've seen written somewhere theory that Potentially that uh, bloke Ravage, mm. Mr. Ravage. Do we think that's Sasha Duan <gasps> in lots and lots of makeup? Doing a Khalid. D- uh, Is this yeah. lost on you? Okay. So in, there's a Doctor Who story from the 1980s called Time Flight. So ah. there's lots of stories where the master puts prosthetics on, obviously, but there's one called Time Flight where he is dressed as this sort of mystical Eastern guy called Khalid. And it's incredibly racist. <laughs> Oof, that is and the voice he does is unthinkably dreadful, but we love to laugh. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we take it on our chin. <laughs> That's the only way we can. Uh, but I, th- I don't actually think that would be this case. I don't think this is a, a John Sim hiding inside. No. The okay. thing. I think this is the end of um, Timeless Child when you kind of blow up Gallifrey. Okay, I think this yeah, is yeah. actually like he's been sort of in. You he's know that gone full Krusty really master. great interzone section of it takes you away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's all like, even at the beginning of Spyfall, that there, there was that sort of non-entity place. Mm-hmm, Something mm-hmm. like that. He's been sent somewhere like that. He's clawing himself back through like the confines of reality into this universe. And Do you and, ever think like, yeah. I just wouldn't fucking bother? Do you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, people you just chill out. Like, crawl around like, the, like Jesus in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. I'd just be like, you know what? If my time's up, my time's up. Accept, accept what it is. Yeah. Or like, that fella who got his arm trapped in the rocks and cut it off with a rusty pen. Knife. James Franco. <laughs> yeah, I I think I'd just check out. I think yeah, I'd just be it, like, if this is how I go, this is how I go. I 
I imagine. I just have. I just go to sleep or something. The, the, apparently, I wouldn't know. I've not been in this situation, but I, I think it's one of those things where, like, it's that fight or flight thing. Like a survival instinct kicks in. You suddenly that like animal part of you is like, no, I shall live. Yeah. And, and maybe you'd be just. I think I'd just check out. Like a sort of yeah, just this is it. Fine. Yeah, and maybe that says something about me. I don't know. I don't know. I in my head, I really like to think I'd be one of those ones that would be incredibly strong. And I think achieve. you would. I do. No, think I think you it's. Would. I think it's a nice thought. And then in the moment, you're like, oh no, no we've think, given up. <laughs> I think you're good in a crisis. Good, good in a pinch. I think you are. I think you're good in the crisis. Oh, thank you. Have you ever had to sort of um, provide uh, emergency medical attention to somebody? Uh, no, I don't think so. You haven't. No. You ever had to ring the emergency services? No, actually. Never rung 999? No, no, I've, I've rung it once when I thought our house was being broken into as a child, but that's actually my cousin was staying and <laughs> we'd given them a pair of keys. <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, yeah, I rang it once. What was what was the occasion? Uh, was it fun or is this a horrible story? It's not horrible, okay. it was fine. An old lady had fallen, had fallen over on her wheelchair. Oh, this is a fun story, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fine, like yeah. she was fine. Yeah. But um, I did ring 999. Okay. Uh, where? How did we get here? How do we get it? Because would we have that? Uh, would we have in, that in resolved? a crisis? Do you think you'd claw no, yourself I, I back sim- through the fabric of reality? Wouldn't. I simply wouldn't. I've been too mollycoddled my whole life. Mollycoddled. Yeah. It's quite. A, so yeah. apt, isn't it? It's yeah. Apt. Um. No, maybe it's Ashley Maybe it's not. I think there is a name of an actor credited as playing that. Oh I, really? I don't know whether sometimes it's that they put people in. It's a red herring. They'll like oh, make up a name. Yeah. Um, it's usually an anagram though, and I couldn't work out an anagram of this particular guy. Oh. And I guess by just googling it, I could find out whether it is just a man. Well, well, if they've got an IMDb, that'll be the yeah the real. Tale. Unless they've elaborately made what like sort of Harold Saxon style kind of generated a life for this actor oh, that to would throw really, the that throw would, the fans off the that scent. That would be really fun. I'd really love it if they had. Mm. It's the sort of thing I can imagine Chris Chibnall wanting to do as well. It's, I can it's, imagine, it's the sort of thing I imagine wasting his time doing when he should be redrafting his script. Yeah, true. But, you know, <laughs> he's, had, he's had a lot of time on his hands the last couple of years. <laughs> he's spent a lot of time writing far fewer episodes than usual. <laughs> well, to be fair to him, right. Mm. So the, the story goes, they had a 10 to 11 episode season planned. The scripts were in development by Chris, plus a bunch of other writers. It had the story arc this Fluke story arc, but that was spread across the whole season like any normal story arc. And Chris had written a series of the most important episodes in that arc. And then when the pandemic hit, they had to cut down the number of episodes they were making. And Chris' Chris's approach was, okay, let's strip back to the bare bones of the arc. So do you think what he then did is maybe you had, in a 10-episode series, you had maybe four as the Flux story. Yeah. And do you think he's added two more Flux ones to like... I don't know, and also like, I don't know how many. You know, maybe obviously it is one story, but there are clearly distinct episodes because they all have distinct names. We now know because mm. it's the Halloween Apocalypse is the first episode's name. Have we actually had the rest released, or is it just that funny? Uh, image yeah, that... we've not had the rest released. Um, do you want to get that meme out? Yeah, it's I'm going to get it up. You, you talk. Uh, so talk yeah, we know that they're all. Like we know that, that they're all individually titled. Mm. So, how linked are they? Do you know what I mean? Are, are we diver- diverging from the story at times a little bit? Are we? I'm thinking it's going to be a little bit Mandalorian-y. Yeah. Where what you have is sort of mini quests. Because, like, for instance, using this Crimean War setting, mm-hmm. there's going to be a thing that happens to do with whatever the flux is that means that uh, the Doctor um, 
what's Mandip Gill's character called again? Yes. Yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, um, I, it's it's actually quite early in the morning. <laughs> we're, we're recording this. For those listening at home, um, Johnny is wearing just a dressing gown right now. No, I have pants on underneath. <laughs> have you got knickers on though? I don't think you've got pants on. Have you? Uh, I've got. You pants. don't normally wear pants to bed though. Uh, <laughs> well, I put them on. <laughs> <laughs> Just TMI for the listeners. It's, it might be TMI. Okay, I found that very <laughs> funny image. Um, so Lawrence Miles posted this, and it's it cracked me up. Okay. Um, so after the Halloween Apocalypse was released as the title, he suggested um, a lot of other titles for the rest of the episodes based on the holidays they also coincide with. So following that, you get the Bonfire Night Judgment Day. <laughs> The Science Week Gotterdammerung. <laughs> Science Week. <laughs> I think this is my favourite one. The International Men's Day's Dismemberment. <laughs> um, the Festival of Lebanese Independence Mutually Assured Destruction. <laughs> and finally, the Hanukkah Shmanukkah. Hanukkah <laughs> Which is incredible. I think the actual, even though that's hilarious in itself, the funniest thing about this little thread is um, loads of people didn't realise this was a joke. So if you go through the comments, you have someone going, you know... um, For every bit of satire, there's a hundred people who didn't realise it was a joke. So yeah, here, just immediately I found one that goes, that looks very fake. It's Wikipedia. It can be changed. (laughs) (laughs) To which your friend of the podcast, Max Curtis, has politely put in underneath in brackets they're joking it's deliberately changed <laughs> i feel like i love max but i feel like i i don't again i don't have the energy mm. to be chipping in on those kind of chats it's not the sort of com- <laughs> i don't I, it's not the sort it's of comment I, I would i would be comfortable letting that kid li- let live in their yeah. in, live in their <laughs> world where they're going i don't think that Chris Chibnall has written an episode called The International Men's Day Men's Dismemberment. If I, if I corrected every wrong tweet I saw, I'd never sleep. Oh, it, it would be... It I'd would, be exhausted. It's the sort of work that only a character like Florence Nightingale would undertake. <laughs> or James Franco. Uh, um, or James Franco. <laughs> uh, okay, where were we? We were talking about the how long the episode's going to be. Might be some going off... off um, off piste a little bit. Do we think it's going to be a Halloween themed episode then the opening? Uh it would seem weird not to. I th- oh, do you know what? Halloween's a, it's a great setting for horror. Mm. And for an apocalypse because you know at first everyone's like it's just a costume. Ah. So I <laughs> I'm 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 more than game for that. It would mean the that- conceit in Buffy mm. about Halloween is that um Halloween's the one day that they don't do any haunting like the demons and stuff. Ah. Um, but then every year they're like, oh yeah, Halloween, we can take the night off. And then something does happen. Oh, yeah. God. Classic, right? It's the worst thing on your <laughs> day off. But then it's going to have to be set in Liverpool as well. This is the other thing. Halloween's oh, just yeah. not that big of a thing in the UK. Um, it's got bigger, I think. I, you know what? Between you and me, I hate Halloween. Really? I can't stand it. There's something about it that I find really annoying, actually. I've never really got into it it's no. not it's not got there's no purchase on my emotions like the, not like christmas the worst the worst part of halloween for me mm. is when people dress in 
costumes that are genuinely intended to be frightening. Mm. I find it impossibly embarrassing. Really? Do you know when someone, when someone wears like a, a boiler suit and has loads of blood and a knife or whatever? Yeah. Well, I'm just like give over. The worst thing I've ever done on a Halloween ever was uh, go to Thorpe Park and not realise I was going to Thorpe Park on Halloween. Yeah. And uh, suddenly I was in a theme park where I was going, you know, all I wanted to do was go on some rides. Mm-hmm. And there were people jumping out at me all oh the time. God. And that's scary. They were dressed up exactly like that. And I uh, hate it. I'm just like, that's not... At one point we were like, oh, fine, we'll go in one of these horror mazes. Yeah. Which is the worst decision <laughs> of my entire life. Because what you do is you get sort of told that you have to walk through. And then you sort of get prepped by someone before. It's like, basically loads of people are going to come out of shadows and sort of imply they're about to assault you you can't assault them back you can't oh, yeah. so, you, you yeah. can't you can't react and hurt so i have friends who've worked yeah. at some of these and they say they get hit so many times just print instinct people don't mean to yeah, they yeah. just lash out but it's it's like what is what is the goal of this <laughs> like it's like they're going to come at you like really imply they're about to hurt you yeah and and you're not even allowed to sort of shrink away because they'll pick on you more they sort of recommend that if you are actually scared uh, just you know, don't scream. Just kind of carry on going. Just, just. Look, so you're sort of there determined. to have no emotions about <laughs> threats. <laughs> That's kind of what you're there to do. It's it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I don't mind Halloween when it's like camp. Do you know what I mean? Mm. When it's like someone dressed as a as a classic vampire or like someone. What about a sexy devil? I don't hate that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't hate that. But they, I don't. A what I don't like cat, is a sexy nurse. Sexy cat. That's what I'm going to dress as actually next weekend. Yeah, yeah. Megan Mogg. We're going. Yeah, me and friend of the podcast Sarah Garnham are going to a Halloween um, soiree, and are dressing as um, sexy Megan Mogg from the Mm. Megan Mogg (laughs) children's books. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I think. Yeah. I wish I could be coming along, and then if I could pair up with someone, I'd become a sexy Bodger and Badger. (laughs) 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 Uh, You'll be away though, won't you? Yes. In uh, in Hungary. In Hungary, in Budapest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, oh, wait, wait, you're going to miss Doctor Who because you're in No, Hungary. no, I'm back Saturday night. So oh, yes, I'll be I'll fine. be primed and ready to watch good, it. Good, good, good. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. 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 What are we, what are the top things you are hoping for from Series 13? Um, oh, God, I hope it makes sense. Okay. <laughs> You know what? I think making sense has never really been an issue with with this era. Yeah, actually, it, it's often made too much sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been far too sensical. Um, <laughs> what am I hoping for? I haven't really thought that deeply about what I was... Um, I think... I'm... Big hope. I really want to see Joe Martin's Doctor again. Oh, God, yeah. I, I'd really I, love to I see I her I really again. just get the feeling we won't. It's. I've I, just got a feeling we won't see her. I think... That the big thing about that, like Chibnall was interested in, is this whole time as child arc and to do with you know the pre the pre Doctor era, and I think that's like it's for for all intents and purposes, it seems like Flux is going to be related to that. Yeah. So I don't see why that would mean we wouldn't see more pre Hartnell Doctor true, true. stuff. So I, I I feel like maybe we'll see a few. Yeah, and I I'm sure I know I'm sure he'd have got some feedback that like the public loved. The mm-hmm. Ruth Doctor. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'd have like heard that like this was super popular. Mm-hmm. So it seem it would seem peculiar to me that we wouldn't. 
Yeah, I agree. Actually, I agree. I hadn't really thought, but I hadn't really been thinking about her that much. I like her, mm. but I sort of yeah, she'd gone off my radar. I'd forgot. I'd also oh, I'd kind of forgotten that would be a possibility to see her again. Oh no, I've always been sort of like I I, I actually, do you know what? As much as it got a bit lambasted and perhaps fairly, I actually am really looking forward to spending more time on the timeless child. Are you? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Because I think it's a pretty wild concept. Who are you and what have you done with Johnny? Well, I think it's pretty, it's pretty, it was pretty wild. I don't think they pulled it off as a big reveal that well in the Timeless Child. I think like the, the exposition dump of a reveal was pretty rubbish, being yep. very frank. Yeah. But it's a pretty new take. It's pretty bold. And over the course of a series, if there's fun things to have with it, it's like a why it's okay. It's yeah, very you've much, opened the can of worms now. You may as well play with the worms, right? Exactly. Like we yeah. have a big sort of like what? Like are you rewriting this canon? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a if chance. you never if you're not going to do anything with that, then why bother? And there's a chance the slate will get wiped clean in some hand wavy way anyway once he's done. So mm-hmm. like, let's just kind of see. Let's see where he's going to go with it. it could get. Yeah. Let's get freaky. Could get, <laughs> <laughs> could get messy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, are we excited to see more Yaz? No. You're not excited to see more Yaz? I think anyone pretending that she's had a character arc is lying to themselves. <laughs> are you hoping that she receives one? I'd or love you, her to. you checked out? I'd love her to. I'm not expecting her to. Mm. Um, I, and because ju- I've seen Mandip Gill sort of like praise how exciting it is to play Yaz. And, but she's praised that on previous series and it's that character is getting nothing it yeah. has got nothing it's now she's gonna she's be one of the longest running companions and we know nothing about her like yeah. meaningfully we like we have little bits of sort of um aesthetic details about her we have a sort of an implied past mm. that mm. we've kind of got a few we've shots got her of her family a bit yeah and but with none of this has ever impacted really any of no, her no, behavior meaningfully like well, fuck her anyway she's a cop yeah exactly a cab a cab. A cap or a cab? All cops are what's what what P B? Pigs. Oh <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, because it they call them yeah, the pigs. I know, in America, I know, it just seems more they? visceral. It just seems Does more it? visceral. <laughs> Obviously I agree with it. Um, anyone for anyone has who's asked wondering or asking. <laughs> yeah, we agree that they're bad, but it's a bit visceral. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, don't take it that far. Um Um <laughs> or is it actually all should it in the UK it be because it's a cab in the US should a, it be a, a pub oh all what all what because it's all police are uh, we was, don't really I was going to say a bap all all bobbies are pigs all bobbies <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh anyway. what about a fab all all fuzz Fuzz, Fuzz is American, surely. No, is I thought not? I thought that's one of our ones. One of ours because of hot fuzz. I wouldn't fucking know. Um, no, um, I've never been in trouble with the police. Um, You've never been in trouble with the police. No, really. No, I thought you, you're a bit of a rebel. I had the cops called me once. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to explain either. I'm just no. going to leave that for listeners to wonder why. Uh, okay, um, are we excited to meet? Dan Lewis. Um, I really like Skins. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to preface this. And John Bishop plays one of the fathers, one of the parents in the second generation of Skins. And it's the only time I've seen him do a dramatic role. 
and he's you know he's a great comedian so he is funny when he needs to be funny but he's he really sold the job like he's a really great character in that uh series of skins he's in and so i think i'm looking forward to i think he's a great actor that probably people don't People probably don't realise he's going to be as good as he is. Yeah. If you've not seen him do something like I'm that, I'm excited. I'm worried it'll be too too Grahamy. Yeah. But he's a bit younger. He's a bit younger. He's quite a different. I think he's not going to be like Graham was sort of the cheeky chappy role. Whereas, mm. um, I actually think weirdly John Bishop for a more overt comedian. Yeah. Is actually going to take a more serious, a serious role. I think role. he's. I think yeah. he's a more serious actor when he's acting. Um. So the only information we have about him at the moment Liverpudlian. is he's Liverpudlian and he's a plasterer. Do we know that for yeah, sure? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> how long do you think it's going to be before the script shoehorns in his plastering skills? Well, I, I would love if it's... Because you know how like Graham was always referring to him... To being a bus driver. To being a bus driver. Yeah, like yeah. Bus driver's networks and mm-hmm. like a bus driver's network. It's like... Um, <laughs> do you know what? I'd love if they try... And it's not just the angels. It's not just the Santaras they're bringing back, but Series Five's crack, and just Dan immediately plasters <laughs> it. He gets some sealant and goes like, "Oh, I can sort that out in, a, in fifteen minutes." Give it up. Um, yeah, so I don't know how that's going to play into it. I think they, I think it, they probably picked it because it's sort of a working class everyman kind of job. Right? Yeah, but it much like do Ryan. Do you know at any personally? Sorry, do you, do you personally know any plasterers? Well, as you will remember from when we had the hole in our wall in this mm. flat, you you know a plaster personally because <laughs> I pla- I replaster that wall. Plastering, I sealant. It's not the same. Oh well, filler, filler. That's what it's called. Yeah. It's not the same as plastering. I consider myself a plaster. Plastering is is much more serious. I'm it's a hobby plasterer. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, is that what you put in your bio, like playwright, actor? Journalist, journalist, plasterer. hobby plasterer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, he's a plasterer. We also know that he gets kidnapped in episode one. Oh, do we know that? Oh, that's yeah, exciting. For, by um, the the Wookie character, oh. um, who is called Carvanista. Carvanista. That's quite together. They're quite a cute little hand chewy combo, aren't they? True. They kind of look yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Don't they? I was under the impression because they did this. Um, publicity stunt with a Centauran ship over the river in Liverpool mm. that I was I had just assumed that it, we're going to kick start with Centaurans we are I think I think it's going to be the both. first episode okay right because I was imagining it's the Centaurans invade Liverpool which is I think if we get shots in Liverpool I think it would be shame to not have some kind of Beatles moment well, no because I want a well. be- I want a Beatles story one day but I'd, I'd love it if in that same way that um, when Tennant and Rose rock up at the the is it the Idiot Lantern? The Idiot Lantern, yeah. When they're in kind of the mod gear, mm. I'd love if sort of the Doctor and and Yaz kind of they go to Liverpool for a bit of a you know they they're sort they of, both have Beatles haircuts. Well, maybe they yeah they they sort of dress up in Sergeant Pepper's outfits because they're going on a little magical mystery tour of their own, and then they get sidetracked because they're not in the 1960s. They're actually in 2021, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan the Plaster has been kidnapped by Centaurans. Yeah. I'd love if they like did a little hint like that. It'd be fun. That would be good. We could have Jodie in Lennon glasses. Oh, well, she'd look great. Yeah, actually. that would look good. We could have Yaz in that um, red plastic raincoat that Ringo wore at the um, at the rooftop show. Sure. Yeah. 
I don't immediately know. I don't have an image immediately. Just think of it. You look a bit like Ringo, don't you? Yeah, I think it's unfortunately the one I probably look the closest like of the four of them. Yeah. I said come to think of it like this wasn't a conversation we've had we've many had times before. Um, yeah, it would be good to see some Liverpool stuff. would be good to see the docks. Have you been to Liverpool before? I've never been to Liverpool. Oh, it's, it's, it's on my hit list. It's a thriving city. City of culture for a year for a or bit. so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's... It's got its own tape. I actually thought Liverpool was one of those cities that really didn't need to be given the city no, of culture. It's already I think we already knew that. We already knew. We didn't need to have a celebration. We so like, like like Coventry, fair enough, deserves to be the city of culture. Some sometimes you you want a city get a like, little bit of a rise of like we're going to really push it and go, "Hey world, this city's actually better than you thought." Whereas Liverpool is actually I, I think everyone in the UK thinks Liverpool's great. Yeah, what what cities are on the shortlist this year again? Uh, weirdly Cornwall, not the a city. entire the entire um <laughs> Yeah, they've they've put Cornwall. They've put loads of places that I mean, aren't that, cities. I, I I think they'd be quite pissed off at that because Cornwall not only isn't a city, but sort of wants to be its own country. Yeah, it's very much they they have a sort of sectarian thing going on. Is that the right word? Yeah, they have got a sectarian thing going on. Yeah, yeah. Like they've There's, got their own language and stuff, haven't they? Which under five hundred people speak. Absolutely mad. Yeah. Um, is Cornish and what, like if you spoke Welsh, do you think you'd be able to kind of hear? I, I wouldn't the two? know. I wouldn't know. No. Could could you say anything in Welsh? I can't say for anything the listeners. In Welsh. Could you try? Could you pretend? Could you could you imagine a Welsh word? <laughs> no. And try. I feel like that would be uh, unfair. Yeah. For me to do that. All I know is their word for microwave is poppity ping. No, it's not. It is. Is it actually? It is. This feels like something someone said on QI. Maybe. Oh, do you know what? Maybe. I, from what I'm aware, it's one of those things, you know, it's when a new invention turns up, you've got to come up with new words and languages and sometimes it's sort of funny. Yeah, from what I'm aware, poppity ping. Okay. So we've got episode one in Liverpool. Yeah, I, I, it's difficult to see from the trailer, like, distinct episodes, like what they're going to look like. They're all in previous cities of cultures, actually. Right. So the next one's in Hull. <laughs> <laughs> you've got episode threes in Coventry. Sure. Can you and then it the finishes city? on... Um, Cornwall Sure That's Okay. Finale. Fine fine, fine. Um, Cool I, Have we exhausted The series 13 chat um, Should we talk about The elephant in the room Which is Well there's a couple of elephants in the room Firstly We've got more Jodie Next year mm. And more Mandip And Jodie Regenerating And leaving the show We've got Two specials next year Is it Three I thought Is it two or three Oh, it might be two. Actually. I think it's two. I think it's a. Uh, it's six episodes. It's eight episodes in total, isn't it? So yeah, six, yeah. and then, are we? Will that mean a Christmas special, I don't or know. like a New Year's special, I and then? Know. Is it an Easter special? Two spe- this I don't know. But either way, we've got two more specials or three more specials. We've got mm. some specials of Joni next year. Presumably, the flux storyline is going to be wrapped up wrapped before up, that, and yeah. then we've got more. That have already been written and shot. Yeah, I, I find it exciting. Isn't I it? find it quite wild that this is all now. It's it's on film. It's all done. This is done. There's no. There's we're done. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> the infamous words of Matt to Kaz in Love Island 2021. <laughs> um, yeah, it's sort of exciting. There's a bit of Schrodinger's cat about it. It's, yeah, it, like Doctor Who has already happened. We just don't know what the result is. How Buddhist of you to say yeah. that. Um, like they've already filmed a regeneration scene, probably. Yeah, but they've they've definitely not filmed the new Doctor. 
Oh, do you not think so? I don't think so. Oh, interesting. Because I, w- I'd have guessed. Russell was interviewed, and he's like, "I don't know who, I don't know who to cast." Do you want to save this chat for a second? Do you want to talk about the specials first? Yeah, then yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll okay, get on to that. Yeah, because I, I just said the word Russell, which we've not we- even uttered yet. Spoilers, guys. <laughs> um, where were we? Well, yeah, we were the talking specials. about these specials. I mean, we don't, it's hard to speculate because we don't know anything about them. I'd love if they do go. I, 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 I really. I've not necessarily loved loads about Chris Chibnall's era. Look, I'm I'm going to all holes barred this this uh, for this next few episodes. I'm just going to shit talk it openly. But <laughs> we don't. Need, I think I'm done with ca- those kind of caveats. I'm just going to be rude about it for now. Uh, well, I have actually liked bits of it though. Yeah. Oh, so have I. So have I. I have. I... But I'm comfortable with expressing my general distaste. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's. I don't think that's wrong. At this point, it's just I've given it chances. Yeah, now. whatever. You know, yeah. he's it's it's been borderline incompetent at points. <laughs> um, but I'd quite like if he does a big blowout, massive yeah. regenerate. Like we're talking like Day of the Doctor, Time of the Doctor mm-hmm. sort of style approach to Jodie's because I think Jodie deserves a big blowout. This is with a musical Jody's number finale, at the end of it. With a musical number at the end of it. Um, I hope we have the final episode, Doctor Who on Ice. Yeah. <laughs> would be great. <laughs> Which song, popular song, would you like to close out Jodie's era? If, hang on. It has to be a Coldplay song because they're a favourite band. It has to be a Coldplay song. Oh, because I was going to go for Agadu. <laughs> <laughs> Push pineapple, <laughs> shake the tree. Agadu. Push pineapple, shake the tree. To the left, to the, the right, right. Jump, jump up and down, down and shake your knees. Shake. No. Okay, do, do, do. Sing a hula melody. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, let's have that. Uh, uh, but wait, it has to be a Coldplay song. Coldplay song. Yeah. Um, can you? Can you? Uh, what would you? I've I've already given a song. I'll come up with a Coldplay would, one after. I would have the the new one with with B, uh, BTS. Ah. You. You are my universe, mm-hmm. and I, that one. I would have it a duet with Russell T. Davis on screen. Oh my god! Looking at Chris Chibnall, and it's actually Russell T. Davis singing, and I will <laughs> try <laughs> to fix you. Low blow, yeah. absolutely low blow. It was. It popped into my head, and I hadn't thought of a better idea. Shall so we I move it. on to talking about the elephant in the room? Then the elephant in the room. So, when it was announced that Russell T. Davis would be running Doctor Who again, mm-hmm. I was at home, working from home. You were... Where were you? Oh, you I were, was uh, in Wiltshire. With your family? I was in Bath, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't um, in Wiltshire. And I immediately called you and was like, I, sorry to call you, but I need to tell you, what if I told you that Russell T. Davis is the new showrunner of Doctor Who? And you said, what, what? And then the phone... I I, I ran out of signal in the Waitrose in in Bath. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) First world problem. Yeah. Uh, And then we and then we were texting. I was going, "Oh my god, you were going!" And I texted everybody I knew whether they cared or not. Uh, And then I had to have a lie down. It felt. (laughs) I genuinely had to have a lie down. It. (laughs) It it felt unreal. Yeah. it It felt like something. It felt like a fan hack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it felt like that's... It was even... Even in your wildest dreams, it's like... But that's not what happens. Yeah, it's almost as crazy as them bringing back a doctor. Yeah, it's... It's not quite as crazy, but it's almost on that level. 
But I think what's wild about it is like it would seem like an act of desperation to bring back David Tennant to be like he's the new Doctor. Sure. Whereas this feels like there's no act. Of, I mean, there's clearly a slight act of desperation on the part of the BBC, but it it also feels new and exciting and. You know, Russell well, because Russell Davis he's is been it's not like he's been off the radar for the last decade. He's a TV visionary. Yeah. Everything he does turns to Man's gold. He's a genius. Yeah. yeah. Like he's he's fully one of the best things in TV ever. Yeah, yeah. And Doctor Who's just like it's so exciting that Doctor Who's just one of the very good things he's made. Mm-hmm. And a lot and of it, the and now very it will good, be again. Yeah, and now a lot of the very good things he's made are in between Doctor Who and this. So like right. It's it's very like it's someone at the height of their TV writing powers, and I know like Michaela Cool has been sort of like said, oh maybe she'll make be the new Doctor, or maybe even she'll be the new showrunner, and like she's also someone like hired TV, TV powers, but she's she said al- that no, no, as in people want to. Oh, people want her, but like realistically, people can keep fucking drinking. Exactly, like she's probably just got better things to do. Yeah. Whereas Russell T Davis also potentially would have had better things to do, but he fundamentally he loves, loves Doctor Who, he so it. he's. He's someone with that same level of prestige, that same level of, like, everything he does is going to be great, usually. Mm-hmm. And even when it's not necessarily great, even when it, like, slightly misses the beat, it's like, years and years, occasionally right? would be like, oh, that's a bit of a weird choice. I don't know if I liked it. But it was still fascinating, mm-hmm. and it was still mm-hmm. gripping, and it was still brilliant. Yeah, I think I've seen some clamors from um, Twitter, people being like, oh, I'm, you know, let's not assume that it's going to be all like fantastic just because mm. it's Russell and it's like okay like I'm not I, I accept that like I don't want to set myself up to be for disappointment but equally like I, I like I, there's a pretty good sign like there's a pretty good it's a pretty sure sign it's going to be good yeah all the stuff he's done over the last 10 years it seems like he's yeah at his absolute best mm-hmm. at the moment especially after it's a sin like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that was some of the tightest like best made tv drama i've yeah. seen ever and and years and years was you know for all its faults was fantastic it was too. brilliant i love cucumber it. literally the best thing he's ever done in my opinion i know you don't like it as much i i know i love it i just yeah like this is i i i i prefer some of his other stuff and i love that loads i love loads about it though mm-hmm. loads and loads mm-hmm. and loads about it um, and then even the stuff he did before doctor who like queer as folk bob and rose it's incredible. Casablanca. Casablanca. I I've never actually watched you Casablanca. You mean Casanova. Casanova. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Who made Casablanca? Oh, it's... An it, Orson Welles film. I don't know if it's Orson Welles, but it's that super old... It's, it's well old, isn't it? It's well old. I haven't seen it. I don't know. I'm going to Google it. It's not the one that's actually... The one that's racist is the other one, isn't Gone it? Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind. That's the one, yeah. I've not seen that either. Casablanca is a Michael Curtis film. God, I like to think I know about film, and then like something like Casablanca turns up. And like, I don't Humphrey know. Bogart and Ingrid Ber- Bergman are in it. Is this the one where at the end he kind of gets on the plane and sort of says goodbye to her in that quite dramatic way? Uh, I've never seen it. Is this the one where he goes, "Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn." No, that's Gone with the Wind. Is that Gone with the Wind? I think okay. so, yeah. I know it's got Humphrey Bogart in it. I'm also getting both of these confused with North by Northwest. Oh God! Have you seen that? Yeah. That I have seen. And now I'm getting that confused with the Falcons Maltese. That's, that's a Hitchcock movie. North yeah. Northwest. Is the Falcons Maltese just an Anthony <laughs> Horowitz book, or is it also <laughs> a t- his take on a, a classic film? It is a novel by Anthony okay, Horowitz. Okay, the Falcons Maltese. <laughs> uh, 
Published in 1986. What? I yeah. didn't know he'd been writing for oh, so long. Anthony Horowitz has been on the scene for a while. I thought um, Stormbreaker was his no, breakout. Stormbreaker, no, he'd been doing um, loads of like youth, ad- young adult crime thrillers and stuff right. like that. Like he did, um, I think he did one called French Confection. <laughs> okay. If I remember rightly. I bet you loved these, didn't you? Bet you oh, I've, I've read most Anthony Horowitz Have books. You? Yeah, yeah. Isn't he now doing Bond? I think he's writing Bond. He now. might. Well, he there was the Young Bond series that someone else That's did. That's Charlie Hickson. That's Charlie Hickson. And then maybe maybe someone's given him the license to write the latest Bond, Bond book. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, most important about Russell T. Davis taking over is, hopefully, he can pick up from where he left off, which was Torchwood Miracle Day, and bring <laughs> bring back Rex. <laughs> Presumably, it's still immortal. Yeah, exactly. Like also because it's brilliant because Rex, we end Torchwood Miracle Day with Rex essentially getting Captain Jack's powers. Mm. So you don't have to bring back the problematic Barrowman on set. Yeah, just, just get Rex. Get Rex in. Get Rex in. You've got your Captain Jack character. Can we check if there's any contra- anything controversial about this? I don't want to know. I love him too much. In, okay. And the I'm fans are clamoring for Rex. The fans are baying at Russell T Davis's door, saying, "Give us more Rex. We want Rex. We want Clyde and Rani." As a trio. Clyde and Rani? Yeah. Who's Clyde? Oh, my God. From Sarah Genovich's. Oh, I'm not as familiar with those ones. Uh, so he's called uh, Mecky Pfeiffer, the guy who plays Rex. Mecky Pfeiffer. Uh, I thought he was one of the highlights of Miracle Day, actually. I really enjoyed his performance. I thought he was good fun. Pfeiffer was the 2004 winner of the Celebrity Poker Showdown Championship, defeating Neil Patrick Harris. During the wow. fourth season. He plays in the World Poker Tour in the Hollywood Home Games for the Love Our Children USA charity. Oh, that sounds like a wholesome guy. Also, he is an owner of a number of Athletes Foot athletic shoe store franchises in California. Athletes Foot? Why is it called Athletes Foot? That's, That's the worst horrible. name. <laughs> <laughs> I That's don't want to buy trainers. I don't want to be thinking about getting Athletes Foot. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time that I got Athletes Foot and showed it to the doctor? Oh no! Yeah, so I got athlete's foot quite badly, yeah, and like was was limping because it was mm. so painful. It was like itchy and painful. It yeah, it's, really, it's funny because you 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 don't conduct your hobby time like an athlete either. <laughs> it's really <laughs> grotesque. Yeah, and I went to I was at the hospital about something else, like I was seeing um like a diabetes practitioner, mm. and um I was saying how anxious I was at the moment. She was like, "What particularly is making you anxious?" I was like, "I've got athlete's foot." And she said, oh, well, the doctor's just here. Like, I'm sure he'd have a little look at it. I was like, oh, are you sure? Doctor comes in and he's like, oh, it's it's probably fine. I imagine it's mm. probably fine. I get to take my sock off. And he goes, oh, oh my God, that is bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, mostly doctors, like, keep a poker face. Well, usually. But they I, he th- fully, like, was taken aback by the severity of my athlete's book. Because <laughs> usually they always say, Oh, you know, I've always seen worse. But what if one day you one have day, to be the person yeah, exactly. that is the worst? You're, you are the worst. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he definitely had seen worse than athlete's foot, but like, but I like, think you might have been the worst athlete's foot. He's he, ever w- seen. he was imagining like quite mild, and it was yeah, it was it was debilitating actually. Really? Yeah. For him or and for me? <laughs> he had to take a lie down like you did after hearing about RTD. Um, okay. What what are we expecting from the from the RTD two? Rex coming back? No, shut up. A um, genuine suggestion. What are we? I. I. It's hard to say because I don't expect him. 
Like, I imagine he's coming back going, I want to do it completely differently to how mm-hmm. I did it last time, which is great. I'd, yeah, I'd hate for him want. to try and do a nostalgia trip. Yeah. What I'm really expecting is I'm expecting him to put queer themes front and center. Do you think? I think he's at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's at this point in his career where like he's he's always been a political TV writer, Mm -hmm. but he's now. I think like just based on it's a sin and based on the current climate, I think he's going to see it as like, look, I could put them in relatively front and center back then but now i can make them huge themes i can make them overt themes transgender people in doctor who i wouldn't be surprised if we wouldn't yeah mm. i'd be surprised if uh i think i messed up this i'd be, be surprised, surprised if he if, if he didn't put that mm. in yeah how exciting i think i'd be really i think it would be handled well by him as well yeah, yeah which he's, is he's uh, got a good track record yeah um i think it's going to be a big scale production having mm. seen his dark materials which is made by bad wolf television I think if it looks like that, I'd be laughing. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, so I've good. Seen. Have you seen his dark materials? I've not. I've seen images of it, and it does look great. It's it's yeah. yeah it looks like a Hollywood movie. Um, would you? I because he could go a completely different direction. He might because he with the last one with the budget he had, he always tried to make it as big as possible. Yeah. So what if he actually really properly took it? For it yeah, I actually had a really intimate show. You know what? I trust him. Whatever he wants to do, I trust him. Yeah, I'd, I'd just, I'd love to sort of see. I'd, I'd wonder if I was in his position and I'd gone, I'd kind of, with the 2005 revival, he got given the sort of budget to, at that time, you know, it doesn't necessarily look as slick these days because, you know, times have changed, mm-hmm. the budgets have changed. Um. At the time, he got to bring back Doctor Who and do what he as a child kind of wanted it to be mm-hmm. and like make it look the way he wanted it to be. He's he's achieved that goal. He's done... He's achieved his Doctor Who goals. For sure. So if I were in his position, would I be going, now I want to do a new take on the show that's maybe not something he was dreaming about as a kid, but maybe actually mm-hmm. this is like thinking practically, what could I do that's interesting and mm-hmm. that's unique and that tells a very different kind of story with the same For clever sure. format? For sure. Yeah, I think I'd be feeling the same way. I think he probably is feeling that way as well. Yeah. Um, We've got to talk about it. Who do we think he's going to cast? I... Give me some names. Give me some names. Give uh, me some names, Jonathan! Oh, good. Uh, Gary Barlow. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Glove. Danny, Danny Dyer. Um, <laughs> this is where I struggle because I don't know celebrities' names. Right, that so... Well. I think, obviously, the name that's getting thrown around a lot is Tania Miller. I'd love to see Tania Miller. Yeah, Miller she'd be a brilliant choice. Lydia West's name getting thrown around, thrown around a lot. I don't. Whereas Tania Tania Miller would make a great doctor, I think. I think Lydia West, if we're going to go on the archetype of doctors we've had in the revival series, mm. where it's there's grandiose like nature to the character, I don't think Lydia West is going to be able to carry that part in that way. Yeah. Yeah, more of a companion, maybe. Then? More of a companion vibe, no, like, and that's that's not in any way shading Lily West as an mm. actor. Like, it's just the sort of like different actors do different things. Mm-hmm. Like, Tony Miller, she is also quite young. She's yeah, exactly. like our like, age. Like you, th- you sort of want someone a bit older for these kind of roles. Like, it's it was impressive that Matt Smith Matt managed Smith is to pull the it off. That proves the rule. Yeah, like it, it was impressive that he pulled yeah. it off. Because God, you're now older than Matt Smith was when he played Doctor Who. I know it's wild. That's frightening. It's horrifying. I've just, yeah, he's he's managed to achieve far more things than I'd want to. Um, <laughs> um, 
I'd, I mean, Tania Villa with, with She'd be a great Radio West would there be a the, lovely combo. There were the Oli Alexander rumours. What do we think of them? I, I think it's absurd, personally. I'd hate to see Mr. Doctor. Really? Why yeah. do you, you hate that? I just think he's so wrong. Wrong? It's just, it's just, it's just wrong. wrong. It's, just it's not, not true. true. Um, uh, no, I think I think it's he's just so wrong for it. It's just not his... Is it that gravitas thing? Yeah, it yeah. just seems like yeah a, a strange choice to me. Mm-hmm. But then maybe an inspired choice if he's going a very if different... He gets, yeah, if if there's like something he'd do with it that really works, yeah. Because maybe it's it's sort of the Christopher Eccleston to David Tennant blueprint that we based a lot of our Doctor traits on. Yeah. That's kind of based on the Tom Baker, sort of based on etc. Like maybe he's going to go, actually, let's... Let's have a different kind let's of doctor. completely throw everything let's, out of the water. Let's not have an impressive space wizard. As I also think I don't really want a white man. Yeah. As much as, obviously, the, Ollie Alexander scores some diversity points on the LGBT front. Yeah. I sort of think, you know, so do most actors, actually. Yeah. Like, like we, it's like, sure, but we, I, 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 yeah, I just feel like. It's theatre, baby. I do, yeah, I don't want a white man again. Um, not now. I'd love Not an unknown. I'd love a complete unknown. Mm. It'd be really mm. fun. It'd be mm. really fun if... Um, what would be me and I've not told you? I, I'd i be really excited and then slightly resentful that you hadn't trusted me with a secret, actually. I'd say that implies something about our relationship. Oh, really? anyway, okay. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, I can't believe she didn't trust me. <laughs> um, I would love if they did open casting. What, open auditions? That would be so fun. Like fucking, how do you solve a problem like Maria? yeah. <laughs> Um, what if they, any dream what if they will did do? a Saturday <gasps> night? I'd love I, that. That would be amazing. Who would the judges be? Who would the judges be? R2D. Well, Russi, Russi Diaz has to be one. Katie Manning, because she's so mental. Yeah, yeah, she's I, one of the uh, one of the old. Um, the yeah, one yeah. Who plays a companion? She's she just played abs- Joe, right? Yeah, yeah, she's absolutely mad, and she would be funny. Um, who would be? Who would be a realistic judge? You'd probably get Moffat on. He'd Maybe, yeah, you could, yeah, you could do that. Steve, he'd be funny as well, and they've got such good banter those two. Yeah, and and they'd have very different takes as well, mm-hmm. and that would be, mm-hmm. that's like the key. Moffat would be your Louis Walsh <laughs> to RTD's Simon Cow. That is hard on, on Stephen <laughs> yeah. Moffat. Um, yeah, to RTD, and then uh, Katie Manning Katie would be Manning the Sharon Osbourne figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we need, do we need a Danny Minogue? Maybe who's Danny Minogue? Maybe Jodie. Actually, Maybe. Nice, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. the like to pass on the mantle for sure, for sure. And then who's presenting it? Who's presenting it? Zoe Ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe Zoe Ball for the next Doctor. Do you know who I'd like? Oh, what's her name? Um, <laughs> she. Uh, She's like like British. Uh, everyone loves her. Um, she played Cassandra. Zoe Wanamaker. Zoe Wanamaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, not as the, I'd love her as host. Oh, as host of this show. She's quite fine, sarcastic, fine, 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 and fine. she'd be. Could she pull off? I think she could pull off too, To be honest, what would I think she'd be good? Actually, yeah, yeah. she'd be a good yeah. shout. What would you call this uh, Saturday night uh, show? Who are you? I was trying to think that, but no. Um... This isn't an edited out pause. We've just both gone silent. Um, um, time to meet you on you. <laughs> absolutely appalling. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll think of one and then I'll I'll put it in in post. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fix it in post. I'm trying to think of some other doctor suggestions. What about... Um, uh, the inanimate carbon rod from that Simpsons episode. The inanimate carbon rod. Yeah, yeah, maybe that. That nah, just 
have it. What? Yeah. What if we had an inanimate doctor? Like uh, maybe a uh, a piece of sort of um, uh, plastic piping from <laughs> under your sink. Yeah, I'd love that. that. Yeah, the U bend. Or yeah, a U bend. That's what <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah, U bend. <laughs> or um, or maybe a um, a UK to Europe uh, plug adapter. <laughs> <laughs> As a child, when I when I was watching Doctor Who for the first time, I mm. always thought that, that like you know, stop being a bunch of cowards and cast a child a as kid. the new Doctor, and that was largely me going cast me yeah. in my head. You've got to cast a kid. Which kid are you casting? Uh, me at age twelve. You can't do that. Um, who would I cast? Um, do you know what? he's he's grown up? But um, the guy who plays Otis in Sex Education. <laughs> yeah, sure, Ata Butterfield. At- as a kid, he was quite a good actor. I think he'd be fun. Sure. sure. I, I can't think of that many child actors, so I'm just jumping at the only What one about both him and the boy in the striped pajamas together? Oh, which one would you make the companion? Uh, I think... Let's let's do a let's, role reversal, let yeah, the Jewish one Shmuel be. Shmuel can be the, Shmuel can be the can doctor. Be, yeah. <laughs> and then Asa's the companion. And then Hair. Hair Asa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Um... Yep. So yeah, I don't know if that's a great idea, but I I remember as a child wanting. It's a terrible idea, obviously. Yeah. You know who they could cast as the Doctor? Oliver Bonus. <laughs> He's fallen on hard times lately after his wife um was porking Hancock. True. Yeah. So he could do with the spirit lift. He could do, couldn't he? Yeah. I reckon give it to him. And especially because a lot of the things in his shops are quite hard. They don't have many soft things. It's lots of cups and mugs and crockery. I don't understand. Because he doesn't have anything soft to kind of nurse himself with. <laughs> sure, fine. To kind of comfort himself. Um, no, there's a lot of clothes in Old, old Bonus. Are there? Yeah, I just yeah. think of it as a place to buy crockery. No, there's, clo- there's clothes and in there. And shower curtains. Ex- nice, expensive clothes, nice actually. Expensive clothes for Oliver Bonus. Um, who else could they cast? What about um, what about uh, Paul Scholes? <laughs> <laughs> Is he a footballer? He's a former Manchester United former footballer. Manchester, um... Didier Drogba, uh, <laughs> my favorite, my only football. Oh, uh, Teddy Sheringham. Teddy Sheringham. Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen. Oh, I'd love that. Would you? What about George Russell? Too George young. Russell. I, I think I actually. Are you going to edit this out? No. Okay. <laughs> well, because sincerely, I actually think George Russell so shows so much promise now that he's going into the Mercedes seat for next year's <laughs> Formula One season. That I'd I'd hate to see him wasted on Doctor Who. Okay. Uh, what about Klaus Vorman? Who's Klaus Vorman? He is uh, the man who used to play the bass guitar sometimes for John Lennon. Right, okay. Um. <laughs> that German fella. Yeah. <laughs> He's about 82, I think. Well, if we're going into geriatrics, let's get Yoko on. Yeah, oh my God. Yoko it's would, great. would be unironically inspired. be an incredible yeah, Doctor Who. I doctor. think I'm done making silly suggestions now. Thank you so much for joining me, Johnny. Um, Is that the show? That's, we're done. That's how we're done. <laughs> we're done. Um, uh, do you think this one's had enough structure? Do you think this is going to be an episode the fans are going to like? or are they gonna, all over the place. Yeah, do you, think they're gonna, okay. do you think they're going to take issue with your new tact? No, no one's, I've never, I still never received a complaint. Really? Mm. That's never. impressive because I think you get, you get, a reasonable amount of listens, don't you? Yeah. And they all love it. Yeah, well, that's really nice. Uh, well, I hope that hasn't changed now. I'm here. <laughs> well, you'll be tuning in next week, I assume, everybody. Um, as usual, my um, 
my episode review podcast will not be st- uh, sticking to a release schedule because I do not have uh, the structure in my life to uh, to facilitate that. Um, but yeah, it'll be some point midweek each week I will put one out. Um, and always before the next episode airs. Um, but yes, thank you so much for listening. Um, you can uh, follow me at Molly underscore Martian. You can follow the podcast at Galactic Yo-Yo Pod um, on Twitter. You can email the, the podcast at galactiopod at gmail.com um, although maybe give me a shout on Twitter to let me know you've emailed me because that inbox has been compromised as I've mentioned before and I just get loads of Viagra and uh, and debt management ads in there um, Johnny where do people find you online? Uh, I'm on Twitter I've sort of just started using Twitter properly mm-hmm. uh, at Jonathan Volfish uh, spell that for everybody uh, so yeah that's W A L F I S Z. I'm going to put it in the, in the um, description anyway. And then we should probably make a Twitter account for the theatre. Yeah. So we have a new theatre company. We're putting on a show in February. I'll mention it properly next week, but we will put it all the details of that. We haven't created the social media stuff for in it yet. In the description. So it's good. Yeah. So, so, but yeah. if be prepared because we are going to try and start plugging that once we have more concrete Every things week to we'll plug. Mention it. Uh, you remember? Do you remember, listeners? A few, um, a few years ago, when I was doing the one woman comedy show, and I kept mentioning it um, every episode relentlessly, and all of you were listening. Going, I don't live in London. I can't come. Um, well, I'm going to be doing that again, but for a new show. Get so ready for more of the same. Get ready for more of that. Okay, bye, everybody. Enjoy. Bye-bye. Thank you. Adieu.